0: Welcome to Translator City Radio. This is Robert, uh, your co-host with zingword.com where translators sign up to get great jobs.
1: And this is your co-host Gilles Michel, English and Spanish into French translator reporting from Colombia.
0: Awesome. And uh, today we're going to talk about Twitter, uh, specifically something called ManageFlitter, which is manageflitter.com, which is all about uh, following and unfollowing people on Twitter. Somebody from Twitter needs to come on the show and tell us what Twitter's for. Then
1: we'll discuss Dragon Naturally Speaking, which is a speech recognition tool that's uh, used by many translators. Well, what I'm thinking for when I'm, uh, when I'm back to, the, to Switzerland is to have the laptop like on a table, like on the, um, on the balcony or something and buy one of those uh, Bluetooth headsets. You know, the ones that are, that are wireless. And you just walk around uh, a beer in hand, and you dictate. Uh, that would be heaven, wouldn't it?
0: And after that, uh, we're gonna do some hot takes, uh, two translation news items uh, from today. It's supposed to help
1: foreign, uh, foreign, yeah, non non-native English speakers get a native or close to native pronunciation in English.
0: Uh, but first, uh, let's just check in and see how we're doing. So how are you doing, Jill?
1: Um, I'm all right. Uh, you've probably noticed that I'm reporting from Colombia this time instead of Argentina. I'm, yeah. uh, visiting, I'm visiting my in-laws uh, uh, after my wife's graduation. She wanted to spend some time with, uh, with her family and celebrate and all that. So yeah, here we are. How about you, Robert?
0: uh well i'm here in uh, here in zagreb uh, i've just been working on working on zingword working on the launch um we made a new radio page so uh by the time uh the listeners are are hearing this uh there will be a radio page on zingword.com it'll be in the menu at the top it'll say radio and it'll be awesome of course of course <laughs> You know the episodes are all on the radio page, and you can just listen to them one after another. And uh, we changed uh, podcasting hosts. Uh, we went from SoundCloud to Omni uh, Studio, OmniStudio.com.
1: Oh, does that allow us to be published on on several sites at a time?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty much the same as SoundCloud, actually. It's just uh, free. Oh, <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always better. <laughs> yeah, For all of your prospective uh, podcasts out there, Omnistudio.com has uh, two hours of uh, free monthly upload time and SoundCloud yeah. doesn't have that so you you basically if you want a podcast on SoundCloud you have to pay for the super premium which is 10 bucks a month Wow. Um, yeah but Omni Studio is free. free yeah unless and you want the we- analytics and stuff then you have to pay
1: oh, yeah that's fair enough that's usually how 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 these people get their business done yeah uh, are we going
0: to be published on iTunes i can't yes. remember what Awesome. Yes, I think that people can already find us on iTunes, but as a as a non-iTuner, uh, I can't quite verify that yet, but uh, we should be on iTunes already. Fair enough. Yeah, we should be on iTunes and we should be on Spreaker, or no, Stitcher. Uh, we're on iTunes stick- and we're on Stitcher. Yes. Cool. All right. Uh, otherwise, for Zingward we're doing the invitation-only section now. We're designing it, so like uh, when we launch uh, this summer, we'll start with the beta testing. And we'll do a few rounds of that, uh, and then we have a, like a special invitation-only thing coming up where only uh, translators who are invited by someone else can join. Um, and you know, it's uh, kind of fun, right? Yeah, it, yeah.
1: it would be interesting to get the the feedback from from yeah from people who are already using cat tools and people who aren't using cat tools and yeah a whole bunch of translators
0: exactly exactly and it's also it's a real invitation only so it's not one of those fake ones where you can't you know you just like uh, <laughs> request an invitation and then you click that and then you just sign up <laughs> 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 anyways we're trying to do it in a cool way so awesome all right uh all right so let's talk about twitter um so manage okay. Flitter. What's that? Yeah,
1: manage Flitter. Um, you've been using that quite a lot lately, no? Uh, for, um, for following and unfollowing people. Um, can you tell us a bit what it's about?
0: Right. Well, um, so for the listeners, Jill uh, is actually the the primary tweeter on on Zingword uh, Twitter feed. Um, on the Zingword Twitter feed. And uh, yeah, whenever so, you,
1: you receive a message from us, it's usually me behind it.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. And, uh, you know, it must be said that you're really an expert tweeter. Uh, <laughs> no, really, you're great. Like I was looking at the statistics today, uh, planning for the podcast. And I was like, man, Jill's good. But we're, we can go about We'll go into that in a second. Um, Anyway, so like Managed Flitter is all about unfollowing people. And um, you can also do some stuff like trying to uh, engage your audience by crafting um, tweets that are suited for them. But that's not really useful for us because we're tweeting for translators and and we're kind of like translators, so we know what we're doing, right? But it's interesting for following and unfollowing people. Um, Basically, it helps you to unfollow people who don't follow you back. Right.
1: I remember there was something about statistics uh, when I checked out the Manage Flitter thing, like uh, a spam percentage or what was that? Um, Do do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, so there's a button there and it's like, uh, you know, you click it and then you see all the people that don't follow you back. So people that you follow that don't follow you back and then you can sort those people by different criteria and one of them is like spam so if they're like a known spammer or their accounts have spammy characteristics then you can um, unfollow them but also like tweets per day um, by activity level as well so like if they're how active they are on, on Twitter mm-hmm
1: right yeah yeah so yeah, it's, a, it's basically helping you um, get the balance between the people you, sh- you should follow and unfollow. get like a quality audience?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, because, well, and see, it gets kind of confusing, right? Because when we're following people on Twitter, um, like we're following people because we want to read their tweets, you know. Hmm. But then we're also following people, and I think this goes for everybody in a way, like we're all following people also because we want to get followed. And then, yeah, you know, and, and anyways, your Twitter account gets cluttered no matter what you're doing. And then you end up with a lot of noise and stuff. And so, like, for example, it's really useful to say, okay, I want to see all the people who I follow that don't follow me back who almost never tweet, you know. And then, you know, you can be like, okay, this person is only on Twitter once every two weeks anyways, and they're never going to see what I'm tweeting And I'm not gonna see what they're tweeting. So they're prime candidate to unfollow and try to clean up your Twitter account.
1: And you can see all that on ManageFlitter.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's free. So you just sign in to ManageFlitter with your Twitter account. uh, And then you can use it to decide, you know, who to unfollow and stuff. But it's really, it's just, I I don't know, like Twitter is, it's such a trip for me because uh, I don't, so I get confused. Like, what are we doing on Twitter? There's a lot of noise on Twitter. You know, like we're all on there, and it works. Yeah, yeah,
1: it, yeah. It's hard to know. There are also so many, so many tips, so many strategies that people can use uh, and follow. And all of uh, well there are so many blogs that talk about it about what you should be doing what you could be doing and then you can try so many things that in the end you just don't know what to do you have the uh, you have too much choice i guess
0: yeah yeah and then you
1: can try everything either because yeah so you have to experiment basically and using a, a tool like manage Flitter, you can um, you can achieve those those objectives more easily i guess it helps right. you analyze the, um, the the your followers and the people you follow
0: Totally. And, and for like individuals out there, you know, I think it's really um, because it, like at ZingWord, we're probably not going to unfollow anybody who doesn't already follow us um, uh, because, you know, we, we would like to follow everyone who follows us. And that way, if we ever wanted to send a message or be able to communicate directly with somebody, we can always use direct messaging, which is really oh. cool. But if you're an individual, it can be a really nice way to lean up your your Twitter feed, because we're get, it's like you said, like there's a lot of content marketing going on. So it's like we're all writing blog posts and we're all doing infographics and we're all writing, you know, with the catchy titles, the link bait titles, uh, five ways to do this, eight tips to do that. And everyone's got to do it because it's business marketing, really. And, uh, and it's what works. Yeah, yeah, but when everyone's doing it at the same time, and then in your Twitter account, you know, you're following, uh, like, I don't know, 500 people, and they're all doing the same thing, I guess it can be pretty overwhelming.
1: Yeah, but um, then at the same time, wouldn't you be, wouldn't you have all those people in your, uh, in, well, in your uh, followers or following them, I, I don't know if you could call them followees, would that, would that work, would it make sense? Followers and followees. Who are the followees? The people uh, you follow.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah, the followees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's go with followees.
1: Followees. Okay. So, um, wouldn't you have all the all your followers and followees as a source of contact in case? Uh, you, you, I don't know. You get like a new opportunity. You see something, something you want to do, something you want to talk about, and it's a way to reach out to these people. Very much like what people do on Facebook, for example. Um, yeah. you, you keep your contacts there in order to to stay in contact with them to stay in touch with them and once you're interested on once you have like a moment you just check out their account again and you, you try to yeah to, to get some news about what they're doing and stuff like that because for example with ZingWed we've been ongoing on uh, on the social media for uh, about for over a year now I started like last year uh, in May I think it was but at the time I mean right now people still can't sh- sign up for them um, for the cat tool it'll be released soon but I mean uh, our, having us well, follow, by following us and by us following people, for following them, isn't that a way to stay in contact, to get, like, news and, and
0: stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's why why it's good for us, I guess, is because we can, you know, it gives us a line of contact between us and, and translators and the people that we want to work with. And the same for the translators, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess... In it's, a way, it's like... Mm-hmm. It's like
1: it's like bookmarks when you basically bookmark an account. Or you bookmark someone there so you, you can have it for a future reference. Even though it's not ready yet, you can always check it out and see what's going on. And, and then when, when it's released, then you just, yeah, you have the, you have the, the contacts are there already.
0: Yeah, yeah, and totally. It's,
1: it's just a theory.
0: <laughs> well, and it's also, uh, you know, it's LinkedIn, for example. I mean, it's a lot harder to connect with someone on LinkedIn that you don't know than it is on Twitter. On Twitter, man, you just follow someone and if they dig your account, they'll follow you back and, Mm. and it's more open. Um, but you know, this just goes into the whole subject of what, what is Twitter, you know, is Twitter a content service, you know, where you're finding recommended content from your peers or is it a direct messaging service uh, where it basically allows you to get in contact with anybody? Um, hmm. Is it a, you know, I don't know what, I don't even know what Twitter is. I well, mean, people was it, use was it, it differently.
1: Was it even designed for business or was it more designed for individuals? I think it was more like a, for a personal contact sort of thing, but people always try to use those things for business purposes and try to get yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, because it works. So
0: It's for all those things. But yeah. uh, but you know I sure wish that Twitter would uh, would change something. I don't know because they haven't done much, you know. And like like we're doing the lists now. So now at Zingeroid we're doing lists because um, maybe we don't want to follow uh, you know everybody all the time. Um, maybe it's better to to keep those lists and then you can go into a list and see uh, okay this is what um people are tweeting about in french or this is what people are tweeting about for translations in this other country or we could make a business list or we could even we could make a list for anything right Hmm. but what's that for (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) somebody from twitter needs to come on the show and tell us what twitter's for We'll have to contact
1: them and interview them.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I have a lot of fun on Twitter. When I'm on Twitter, I have a good time, but I don't. I have no idea what I'm doing there. I'm just kill, <laughs> killing time, and I'm not sure what it's it is for. Anyways, what's that? To, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. I know. think that's
1: the whole point. of Social media on Twitter so basically go there when you have a when you have some free time. You just yeah look around, see see what other people are talking about. You comment, you say oh yeah that's cool and yeah just chill.
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know. But see you now in the states, uh, a lot of people use it like as a direct line to um, celebrities and uh, and journalists. Oh. Which is a, a little bit different usage of Twitter maybe, because like for us in translations, uh, you know, we're just following other translators mostly. But um, like in the States, everyone follows athletes and stuff, and I don't know. Oh,
1: yeah, that's interesting. Well, Yeah, but if they're doing that, it's because it works, otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. So why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great.
0: <laughs> it's great. Well, and it's really cool to be able to have a conversation with an athlete or, or a journalist on Twitter, you know.
1: Yeah, it must be quite interesting to have well that perspective, I guess. But I mean, it's not just because they are celebrities that they um, that they are interesting to speak with.
0: Indeed. Uh, it's not just because they are celebrities, but that being said, I think that we should reach out to some celebrities on the ZingWord Twitter account. Like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway, so Manage Twitter helps you to unfollow people. Uh, so you look at your unfo- the people who don't follow you back, and you look at uh, you know if, if they're using Twitter often or not, or if they're spammy accounts, and then you can unfollow them right then and there. And you can do a hundred per day for free. So, awesome. Yeah. So, what about Dragon? So, Dragon's for it's the speech-to-typing program, right? It is. It is. Um, it's
1: yeah. A lot of translators moved from typing the translations to simply uh, speaking because it al- it allows you to have a different perspective on your text. It allows you to. Some of them have described their workflow as, first you print the source text, then you stand up, you read the source text uh, entirely, and then you start translating it bit by bit, but verbally. So you just speak to the computer and just it starts translating. And then you just go through the, the text that Dragon uh, generated, you check for typos, you check for... Uh, well, typos. It doesn't do typos. That, that, that's one of the big advantages of Dragon. Uh, yeah, there's never any typo in there because it it only types words that actually exist. So you never have, unless your dictionary is wrong, unless the, the the internal dictionary of Dragon is incorrect, has an has a mistake or something like that. It will never make a typo, which is good. It will make grammatical mistakes, though, so, um, difference in agreements and things like that. So yeah, you, you just basically. Uh, say out loud your translation, and then you just proofread the text, change um, the words that are wrong, that don't fit, and yeah, and that's that.
0: So, uh, does that change the way that you have to think, you know? Like, I guess you have to think of a sentence, uh, the entire thing before you say it, or is there, if there's a comma in the sentence, do you just translate up to the comma and then read and translate the rest, or how how do you do
1: I think it allows you to uh, put some distance with the source text because if you if you have actually the, like in Trados or in any any cat tool, uh, you basically have the source text in front of you and you'd be more prone to copying the, the punctuation and commas and things like that in the target text as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have to speak it, if you have to say it, uh, it's different. I mean, it's not the same sort of um, language, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, maybe it comes out more natural than it would if you were typing. Yeah,
1: I believe it would. And then at the end of the text, you can ask, well, whenever, really, I mean, at the end of a paragraph or a text or whatever, you can ask Dragon to read the text. So it will read the text that it's typed for you. And uh, it won't be your voice, it will just be Dragon reading out uh, in a, well, in a, in a computerized voice, but it's still at different voice, uh, reading the text. And that's where you can pick up things that don't fit, which you may not pick up uh, if, you're, if you're only reading the text. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah. So you've been using it for about a week, right?
1: Yeah, but not so much for translations because um, I'm working primarily for an agency which has its own CAT tool online and for web-based applications I mean it's it usually works fine on uh, on Chrome and on other um, other tools but on this specific cat tool, it doesn't seem to work very well so I haven't been able to use it uh, working with that client but still i um I've started dictating a few things to uh, for for my uh, blog
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: which isn't published yet but uh, I have started using it for for other things for emails and uh, yeah for my blog and for whenever I have to type like something in French it's very useful. Are you a, um, fa- are yeah, you a the-
0: fast typer, by the way?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how many words per minute. Um, it's, been, it's been years since I took a test uh, to, to determine how many words per minute I typed. But yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty quick
0: typer. Yeah, that's what I figured because your emails get pretty long, like mine do. <laughs> For the listeners out there, we write long emails and uh, I think we're both <laughs> fast typers uh, unless it takes us all day to, to write those.
1: No, it doesn't. It really doesn't.
0: <laughs> I think we're fast readers, too. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dragon. Um, so what worried me when I bought the, the software, uh, well, before buying it, was that, that a lot of the tools out there that, that are similar to Dragon, or, or a lot of yeah of tools in general, are very focused towards English and work really well in English. But in other languages, they that the performance tends to be not as good, and that's what worried me uh, about buying a Dragon for French, because in French you have so many homophones, you have so many words, um, so, so many silent letters, and the conjugation can get a, can get very messy. For example, um, sometimes the perfect tense and the present tense sound the same, and so how will a software be able to determine which to choose? And yeah, uh, so far, I was very surprised that it's working really well and it's performing really well in French as well. So I was really surprised.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. I wonder what, what other languages it's doing well as well, you know, because like French would be one of the first languages that they would probably work on after, after they get the English down, you know. And, uh, probably. But I, I wonder if it's working for, for you know, like Polish.
1: <laughs> I haven't <or>. checked.
0: <laughs> now but nothing against it, the Polish translators out there. I love Poland. But I'm just saying, you know, maybe they haven't got Polish yet.
1: But I, I think if they've released the Polish version, the Polish version, sorry, uh it must be that it's ready for use. I, I don't think they would release a version that's not uh that's not good.
0: I don't know. That makes sense? It, it depends, you know, it, like a lot of companies release stuff that doesn't work that well um, so that they can basically test it.
1: Oh yeah, they do, but I mean, from the French and the, the well, I, I suppose the English, because I mean, the, both French and English versions work really well and are, are really amazing. Uh, so I think Dragon would be, would be one of those softwares that do put some effort into releasing quality content, quality yeah. stuff. So I would be very surprised if, if French and English worked really well and if another language didn't. Because they seem to know their stuff and, yeah, have it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they've been around for a while too, you know. So yeah, they're, they're probably not, you know, super strapped for cash and they need to launch it right now even though it doesn't work. Exactly, that's usually what...
1: Yeah, Cash is usually the, um, the, the reason why a software is, is released even though it's not ready. And I don't think that's the case with Dragon. Cool. It might be, but yeah, I don't think it is.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, it's something to keep tabs on. Like uh, when you when you find customers that you're able to um, really use Dragon with for translations, I would be eager to uh, to know more about how that how that how that really works out. Like over a long haul, you know. Hey, does it, does your voice get tired? You know, for example, like if you're sitting there for six hours translating, I, would would a person flip back and forth and sometimes talk and sometimes type, or?
1: Well, you can always do that if you want. Um, I haven't done this yet. I mean, every time I've dictated so far was for a short period of time, so I'm not sure how how I would feel after hours of dictating um, but the thing the thing is that dragon allows you to to work a lot faster uh, i remember someone at the, at a conference over at last year who said that he could translate 7000 yeah on average 7000 words a day using dragon
0: wow 7000 words a day
1: of technical material it wasn't uh, uh, straightforward stuff it was very technical material and he would be able to translate 7000 words a day uh, with dragon that's pretty impressive I thought so even if you even if you work fewer hours you could still be able to translate quite a lot on a daily basis so even if you get tired you could work less
0: (laughs) yeah there you go. working less is always a good idea because I could not talk for for that long you know even like now recording the podcast we've been talking for 23 minutes I feel uh, you know I can feel my voice is like uh, ready to stop talking. <laughs> you know. I say <laughs> it, it happens. You know, like I can run out of my voice, and I can only imagine what it'd be like to. I would have to flip back and forth. But um, the thing so, is, yeah,
1: right now it's continuous with the podcast. We just keep on talking. We don't stop. Well, we, we stop to let the other person talk. But other than that, we don't. And, have any breaks whereas with dragon i think you would speak you would you would speak for a while like for 20 minutes or so have the whole text down and then you would just focus on the screen to check for mistakes and things like that so you you would take a bit longer i think to uh, between talking yeah between areas of of speech
0: (laughs) i wonder if, if dragon can automatically delete the um in your uh <laughs> oh um, well <laughs> just, just like delete it <laughs> we need yeah, that the, for the podcast you know it,
1: <laughs> it works with uh, commands so you can tell it like to to delete uh, a word and it will usually rec- which word it is. And if there are several, it asks you, it puts a number of them and then you just say the number and you can delete that, num- that word specifically. But sometimes it recognizes commands as text. So instead of, um, instead of executing the command, it types the command. Mm-hmm. So for example, at times I would say something that I didn't mean to, to have included in my text. And so I would be like, delete that word. And then it would write delete that word instead of actually deleting the word I wanted to delete, and then I would have to say delete delete that word, <laughs> so on and so <laughs> forth.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, it gets a bit silly, but I think it's it's mostly a case of getting used to it and tra- training the software because it works a lot with that too. Uh, the software needs to needs some training to recognize your voice to to know how you speak and
0: yeah. Right, 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 and I, I, I guess the the new podcast uh, mic that you have probably works good in combination with that too. It, I, I it, probably the better the mic you have, the better Dragon works, I imagine.
1: Yeah, it's more p- precise. Uh, it would be, I think, w- what I'm thinking for when I'm uh, when I'm back to the, to Switzerland, is to have the laptop like on a table, like on the um, on the balcony or something, and buy one of those uh, Bluetooth headsets. You know, the ones that are, that are wireless. And you just walk around uh, a beer in hand and you dictate. And you just walk around and you don't have to be sat there with your back hurt hurting. And you just dictate and you do your work like that. That would be heaven, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with some virtual reality uh, goggle things on too. You can just like sit back and you have your translation in like 3D all around you. and <laughs> Your beer and... Uh, and your your dictation device and that, yeah
1: that, yeah I can imagine that that would be that would be pretty awesome I'm gonna give it a shot
0: <laughs> awesome I think uh, it's worthwhile well that's cool so uh, I guess the wrap on on the dragon thing is that it seems to work in French
1: it does oh uh, one more thing I could mention is that mm-hmm. when I was thinking again about buying the the software i found on social media on facebook on on one of the translator groups uh, someone who said that they had um, they had found um, a promotion for dragon in french and it was 50% off well the, the promotion is long gone by now but uh, i'm sure you could find a similar one i mean the, the, these softwares always constantly release like a new a new offer a new discount and stuff like that so uh, i got mine for 50% off, which is a huge deal, I thought, given how well it works. So just be on the lookout for that, for such offers.
0: Hey, let's write to Dragon and ask him if we can get a promotion code for the podcast. Like, listeners get 50% off.
1: Oh, that could be awesome.
0: Heck yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's what Twitter's for. Like, we can just follow the Dragon people on Twitter and we'll be like, hey guys, can we offer a discount to our listeners on the podcast? We talked all about Dragon yeah I'll, I'm writing
1: it down and I'll send them an email
0: awesome yeah and then uh, cool and then we got to get a voice recorder too for uh, like you can do a thing for podcasts where people can leave you voice messages and there's a way to do that and then we could have Make
1: voice messages
0: yeah like, like listeners can like record a 15 second question or whatever and then you can just take those little clips and stick them into your podcast
1: oh awesome yeah. Is that something that comes with uh,
0: Omni? No, no, it's a se- separate thing, I think. Okay. But, uh, but we can do that, uh, and then we could actually have the, them leave a message like, yeah, sir, no problem, here's your promo code. And we could stick it right into the podcast. Awesome, yeah, yeah, that,
1: that's a great idea.
0: Cool. Uh, cool, so try to get 50% off. Uh, it seems to work in French. Uh, Some translators have been known to do 7,000 words per day using Dragon, which is, that sounds like a lot of words to me, but that's cool if you can do it. Um, And then ergonomically it's good for, I guess, for your joints and stuff, you know, even even if you just use it a little bit. Stay in your
1: bed and you can dictate to, yeah, to do your work. Awesome.
0: Yes, (laughs) but it's bad for privacy. That's the that's the drawback is privacy, you know. Like if if you're writing something private, <laughs> maybe uh, Dragon isn't your best option.
1: Of course. Well, it depends. For example, in my case, if I have to write something in French uh, from Colombia, no one <laughs> would send me anyway. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe they maybe they pick up just enough.
1: Uh, it's possible. I, uh, yeah, it's very unlikely, but it's possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. All right, so let's move on to the next segment. Uh, we're going to talk about Hot Takes. It's the new segment of the show, right? Where we talk about <laughs> the latest, uh, latest news items in translations. Um, so the first one is uh, the release of another uh, app uh, called the ELSA, that's E-L-S-A, Uh, pronunciation coach for English. For English. (laughs)
1: to help foreign, foreign, yeah, non non-native English speakers get a native or close to native pronunciation in English.
0: Right, and and what it does is it like it gives you a sentence and it reads it to you, and then you have to read that sentence back again. But then it like listens to your exact pronunciation and it identifies what things you need to improve on in that particular sentence and and with different sounds. I
1: haven't tried it myself. Uh, I'll definitely give it a sh- shot though. But it, it, all those, every time I see a software that does this, I'm always very cautious because aside from Dragon, uh, all the, um, all softwares that try, that have tried speech recognition just never seem to work very well. Uh, have you had any experiences with uh, speech recognition tools?
0: No, no, I haven't done uh, Dragon. Um, Or even when you
1: learn a language, you have like an exercise, like, um, for example, you have to to speak, and the the software analyzes your speech.
0: Yeah, I never did that. I mean, the (laughs) the truth be told, uh, so, like, I speak English and Spanish, uh, and my Spanish is pretty good, whereas it's it's not perfect. But my pronunciation (laughs) is terribly American. It's like... uh, it's really American, and and I'm very lazy about pronunciation too. Like it doesn't bother me to have an accent, you know. Like the, I, I guess as a as a foreign language speaker, I'm more interested in communicating myself and less interested in, in picking up all the nuances of the pronunciation. Um, I think that's a good thing because you know, with
1: English, uh, when I was studying at um, in England. Uh, because i did my translation degree in, uh, in manchester yeah um i focused for a couple of years for well for, yeah up to the the year abroad basically so the two first years of university i strongly insisted on spending time with british people only i tried to avoid uh, foreigners as much as i could sorry <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the point was to tr- try to get as close to a native pronunciation as I could. It was basically as an experiment, but I also wanted to improve my English so much that I would sound like a native speaker. And you can hear me now. Mm-hmm. I never got to the point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you, you, you're, you're good, though. And your accent is not, a, it's not an English accent, but it's also not like a, like a Swiss-French accent either. It's, it's your own... It's the Joe Michel accent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, um, for example, because I studied English in the UK. Whenever I speak English to anyone outside of the UK, they think I'm, I come from the UK. Um, but anyone in the UK recognizes my accent as being French-ish. Uh, hmm. They can't, of course they can't they can't say oh you're from that part of France oh you're from that part of Switzerland. Um, but they, they can hear probably because they are so used to. To French speakers, I guess, to, to mm-hmm. French tourists and those things, being in Europe, I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's still a mystery to me. But they, they, they can still hear that I'm. Yeah, that I'm definitely not British. My accent definitely doesn't sound British to them. Uh, but and some of them, yeah, some, some of them, uh, a big majority of them, I'd say, can tell that I'm. That yeah, I'm a French speaker. Mm-hmm. But outside, outside of the UK, whenever I speak to someone, they identify my accent as being British.
0: So. When you're speaking in French, can you do um, different accents in French? I'm like, terrible. You... I'm terrible. Okay. I'm
1: terrible at imitating accents in French, but it's really weird because in Argentina, for example, uh, I don't have that much trouble imitating an Argentinian accent in Spanish. Yeah, and when I'm in Colombia, I don't have any problem. I don't uh, imitating. Um, an accent from here, from Medellin. And when I speak with people, they, they seem a bit confused. They, they they think I'm a native Spanish speaker. They just can't say we're from.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, you know, the Argentinian accent is, I, I can kind of do it, you know, but it's, but I, I also can't do accents, really. Like, I can't do the- what is the English pronunciation that they're teaching you? You know, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that'd be
1: interesting to see, also.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's actually I did not think about that when we were preparing the podcast. And uh, could it be Australian
1: English? Could it be New Zealand English? Could it be all those different types?
0: Totally. Well, but I, yeah, I works, would like to look it up right now, but I can't because my. Uh, You know, my laptop is, like, under the sofa. Oh, of course. (laughs) For the listeners out there, you know, your microphone, your your amazing podcast microphone might pick up the fan in your laptop, and then you'll have to put the laptop under your sofa when you're recording. And then when you want to look something up about the subject you're talking about, you can't. Anyways, uh, well, you know, it's just another tool, and I guess it's pretty cool. And for those who are curious, uh, you could go download the app. But, I, you know, there's so many apps now for learning languages and stuff, and I just wonder, you know, how many people um, are going to really get into the pronunciation thing, also because it's the most frustrating part.
1: Yeah, the, the, the one thing I wanted to to add to what you said earlier about not minding having an ac- I think everyone has an accent anyway uh, regardless of how much you study, how much you work it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can imitate um, another country's accent, another region's accent but you can only go so far I think. Uh, you can never get like the perfect pronunciation. Pronunciation is something you should try to work on if it's actually causing problems Yeah uh, As Yeah, as usual, as with any other issues really um, but uh, otherwise just yeah, there's not much you can do about it. I mean, if it's not in your um, in your vocal cords, is that what you're called?
0: Yeah, yeah, it, like in your vocal range, or
1: exactly, if it's not in your vocal range, then you just you'll never get there. So might as well accept it, accept that it'll never be perfect. Uh, perfect. See, see that that I got, I got. Uh, I, made, I just made a pronunciation mistake there. Um. <laughs> Man. <laughs> no.
0: Man. Yeah. yeah, I guess, you know, because, uh, well, so, I, you know, I, I've met people who um, who sounded really close, you know. and uh, But here's, here's what I'm going to add to what you just said. I think that it's like if you're not already perfect, you know, then you're, maybe you're, your odds are you're not going to be one of those few people who have that gift you know cuz the people i know that have the gift it's like bang they just speak perfect perfectly you know
1: i think that comes from uh, from when you're of very young age and you already learned the language then i think it's yeah. up to 4 years of age something like that if you pick up the sounds uh, up to up until you're 4 years old uh, you can speak like a native speaker that doesn't mean your grammar that doesn't mean that your grammar will be perfect but the pronunciation will be yeah i remember for example uh, the first first time I went to, to Argentina, uh, the, the lady next to me on the plane, uh, I started talking with her and uh, when I said that I was studying in the UK, she wanted to speak with me in English and she, her English accent was perfect, it was British, it was fantastic, it was, her accent was fantastic and she was from Argentina, but she kept making grammatical mistakes, mm. uh, so even though she could speak perfectly, Uh, she just couldn't come up with complex um, well, use complex structures in English she couldn't make a sentence without making a mistake Um, and that's because she had studied when she was very young in a British college where she learned the pronunciation she learned English and all that but after a few years she just left it and never used English again so she knew some English her pronunciation was spectacular because it was physically in her vocal cords but since she she was never using it then she just lost the grammar
0: right right oh that's interesting that's interesting huh yeah well uh we're, we'll do another show about that too like we were saying to uh to do a show about people that grow up learning um different languages like kids and how uh, families are raising um, multilingual kids and stuff and uh it is it's interesting the the psychology of of that you know being a kid and learning multiple languages i mean i where i'm from you know there's uh really no diversity at all i mean i'm from the farm basically and uh so i i I personally don't know anything about that i didn't learn spanish until i was well i i had a course in high school but it wasn't really till i was 20 that i was really learning but uh, I think there is
1: also there is also something to do with the the language you're learning, because for example, it's much I think it's much easier for me to pronounce Spanish than it is to pronounce English because they come from the same language family.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Well, I mean, the French people that I knew in Barcelona, um, they it, I was so jealous, you know, because I was sitting there, and I mean, English and Spanish are pretty close, but not like French and Spanish. And like I remember uh, in Ricaris, the, the company that I owned before, um, we had an intern come from France, you know, and he was like 20. And I was maybe 27 at the time. And, uh, man, I mean, he came and, and his Spanish was as good as mine after like four months of the summer. And I was like, wow. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, especially with certain things like the subjunctive, uh, like i for you subjunctive is probably natural yeah it's
1: it's not obvious but it's pretty close to to that yeah
0: yeah do you have subjunctive in french no. yeah yes yes okay that's what i thought
1: yeah, yeah that's for... what i mean i mean for me the, the the use of the subjunctive is comes naturally that that's what i mean by obvious or close to being obvious for, for me as a well as a french speaker uh, doesn't yeah. mean don't make mistakes, but I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more, uh, a lot easier to use because yeah. it's
0: my language. Totally. And it's not natural for me because I have no idea really what it is. You know, even now I, I use it. <laughs> I use it in Spanish uh, because I think in Spanish and when I talk in Spanish, I'm just thinking in Spanish and I'm using the subjunctive, but I don't know why really or how or it doesn't map very well to, to the English language.
1: Right, you just know it by instinct, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Cool. No, that's cool. So that's the Elsa pronunciation coach. Uh, we'll put a link on the on the page yeah. to it in the description. Righteous. Um, so the last piece of news is uh, that the European Union has changed the rules uh, about. Uh, Requiring um, birth certificates and marriage certificates and things of that nature um, uh, to be translated when you're living in a in another European Union country. So if you're from Italy and you're living in France and you need to get some administrative work done, you no longer need a certified um, translation or an apostille stamp um, verifying your document in any way so you can just walk in with your document and it now uh, works just fine um so of course you know it's a hit for the language industry they said 100 million euros or something um but uh so what's your take on it
1: well uh uh, I've read on Facebook. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say on uh, on Facebook groups for translators um, about colleagues who actually work on this type of translation. That it wasn't such a massive blow for them because first, first of all. Um, these translations, with these translations, you usually work directly with the person who needs the certificate, the the, um, the, the certified translation, which means that there are usually people who don't know the first thing about translation, so they will usually be terrible clients because they're going to complain about why they have to pay so much for a translation that should be very easy. Um, why is it so difficult? Why? Why? And, and yeah, complaints after complaint. So that that's the first the first reason. Yeah, there are uncomfortable clients to deal with. Second of all, secondly, second of all, that, that, that just doesn't exist, does it? Second of all,
0: no. Yeah, it does it does? I wow. think, well, I think you could say secondly, or but second of all, I think is fine. I mean, that if there's there a first of all, there must there be, be a, a second, second of all. all.
1: Okay, second of all, <laughs> 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 these translations are usually very short. So for each project. Uh, you would have basically one or two pages so you'd be charging I don't know fifty euros perhaps and so it's a lot of work because the client keeps complaining and it's not that much work so you don't you don't get that much from it but it's a lot of money from for the client uh, because people don't want to spend on translation that's that's the the sad reality of things um, which is why. Google is getting so popular, I think. But that's a topic for another day. Um, and the, yeah, the third point is that these translators who work with certified translations claim that this change, uh, well, these translations represent about 10% of their work. Which is, I suppose it is substantial, but it's not that big a deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. That's That's my perspective on the 10% thing, is that you know if if people have ten percent of something taken away um they can usually go go and figure out a way to get it back from some other pie
1: yeah, and of course, in the article it looks big i mean it's a hundred million translation market
0: but yeah, you know, if each
1: project is like fifty euros i mean
0: yeah, it's divided up it's yeah, divided up totally well, and you know I think there's even another thing which is that um because, you know, I've worked with some certified, um, like, sworn translation projects before. Hmm. And, uh, the, you know, the Spanish word for that is, uh, at least the, the Spain Spanish, the Castilian Spanish word for that is, like, uh, it's a royal. It's a total arroyo. It's, like, uh, um, doing the stamps, for example, and, uh, uh, and the formatting yeah. of the certificate and putting everything into a table form and it's not uh, it's not I don't think a lot of fun you know and uh, and it's a lot of work somehow to take something that looks like one thing and then to put it into uh, something that looks nothing like it but it has to be the exact <laughs> representation it's just not not that much fun
1: yeah and you can charge that much for it either so it's a lot it's a long process to get the stamp it's a long process to well to do the translation that's short in the word count and yeah it's just not worth it yeah. so is it well it's sad that the translation market lost these translations but at the same time there, there is a lot of work out there so there there, are, there is a lot of stuff to translate anyway so is it really that big a loss
0: I don't think so and the other thing is this is great for people man. Like uh, it, I don't think we should be complaining about something that's great for people. you know If it's better for people that uh, they no longer have to go and get these translations in order to get their administrative work done, then then that's better. you know We'll just absolutely have to, we'll just have to make do because I, I hate paperwork personally, so the thought of being able to uh, to go and get my paperwork done without messing with that stuff is really nice. It's the um, bane
1: of the modern world. I think is what they call it, paperwork.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, and, and uh, you know, like in Croatia here, um, they're you know they're, they're not like uh, totally having the same rules as the rest of the EU. I don't think. Um, they're not in not what in sense? The, well, they're not in the Schengen zone, um, so the oh. free movement of peoples back and forth and all that kind of stuff. They're not all the way like in that. And, uh, and then they have their own um, legal system when it comes to, like, notarized documents and stuff. And, I mean, like, already it's complicated here because you can't get a bilingual notary stamp. So if you, like, if I want to have a document stamped in English and Croatian, so basically it's like a sworn translation of the Croatian into English on the notary stamp okay Um, you can't do that here and you can do that in spain and that's really helpful so like you can get a notary stamp on a document in spain in in spanish and english so as long as that document is already in english then that stamp will work in the uk for example Um, right at least before they just changed the the rules and now we have brexit so who knows But uh Yeah. (laughs) Who
1: knows what'll happen
0: with that. Oh god. (laughs) Yeah. But here you can't do that. So like if if I have an English document, um and then I wanna go get it get it stamped here, Hmm. um, I will need to um I don't think I need to translate it to Croatian, but I will end up with a stamp, a notary stamp in Croatian, and then I will need to translate the document, sworn translation of it of the stamp or something back into English and right I don't know this is just awesome and I, I think it's awesome for people and it's it's a big win so yeah
1: it makes everything it makes traveling a lot easier
0: yeah yeah and moving about Europe and stuff you know
1: you know last time we spoke about being um, uh, what's the word what's the term uh, expats. Nomad, expats but also um,
0: something about nomads yeah like working nomads or whatever
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that that's that just makes everything a lot easier for, for people who do that. Oh, so that's yeah. a big incentive to start doing that.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's a good for all the translators out there. Now is your chance to move to another country. So man, if you if you've been waiting, you know, now is your chance. You no longer <laughs> need that certified translation of your of your your document. That's so, the time. Yes. So I think the, the takeaway here is that we're going to see a lot of sworn translators who now decide to move to a foreign country. Um, the <laughs> first wave of, of, of new uh, migrants and immigrants and emigrants is going to be <laughs> sworn translators who are the first ones to, to get the news about the, the changes with the certified documents. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Be curious
1: to see that actually happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna unleash a wave of of, uh, immigration now across the pan-European immigration wave caused by the new certified uh, translation rules. (laughs) Promoting tourism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. All right, well, um, so that's it uh, for the show today. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, are we missing anything? Uh, um, Just a beer, I think. Yeah, I don't got one. <laughs>
1: uh, man, it's really hot in here.
0: <laughs> in Colombia?
1: Yeah. Because you well, closed it, the
0: it, window, right?
1: It's still open, actually. Is the, uh. is the noise level down?
0: Yeah, I, can, I can't hear any any of the the sounds of Columbia out there right now.
1: Cool, well, they'll probably be back uh, in a bit. <laughs> cool. It never sleeps,
0: but yeah, it's, uh, it's still hot. Nice. Well, enjoy it while less. So lasts. Uh, so,
1: it's like, yeah, that's it for today. Yeah, we've covered everything. Thank you for listening and something like that.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna use what you just (laughs) said as the outro. (laughs) (laughs) But it lacks enthusiasm. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) All All right.